Are you tired of the non-stop hustle and grind? Welcome to Life in Business, the podcast for business owners who want success without sacrificing life. I'm Libby Langley, your host, award-winning, no BS, straight-talking business coach, Amazon best-selling author, and the queen of easy business. Join me to learn simple and practical strategies for growing your business, your profits, and your confidence, and for having fun too. Here's this week's episode. Hello. Oh, 12 months since I first started this podcast. Goodness me, what a special episode. And it's funny, I don't know if I knew if I would ever get to a year. Isn't that strange? I think when I started this podcast, I wanted a podcast, right? Which sounds kind of obvious, but um, I wanted a podcast. I wanted a way that I enjoyed creating content. And I like the fact that I can talk on this. I have recently started recording this on YouTube, videoing this and recording on YouTube as well. If you're watching on YouTube, hi. Um, But if I didn't have a massive strategy, which is a terrible thing for a business and marketing strategist who's got 15 plus years experience as a strategist um, and a kind of MBA in strategy and all that um, to say. But I just knew that I wanted to start a podcast. I knew that I wanted to create something that was evergreen content and really like deep dive stuff because... You know, creating reels and all this stuff on Instagram is fine, but it's so it, it's so sort of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like kind of transient and vapid. I don't know. It just it comes and goes, yeah. And so I wanted something more than that, and I wanted something that I enjoyed doing and I, that I knew I would kind of or thought I might stick to. Right? So I'd first thought about starting a podcast, mm, well, with me, you know, I either do things immediately or it takes me a really long time. So I found a note, I have a little tiny notebook in my bedside cabinet that I never write in, but I went through a phase of writing stuff when I woke up in the night, you know, one of those kind of books. And I remember looking through it when, I, around the time I was starting this podcast, and it said, right at the beginning, start a podcast. And the date for that was 2013. So it took me nine years from making the decision to actually start in the podcast. And the reason it took me so long was because I know that I was trying to find my own place in the world still. Um, Business-wise, I've always been I've always known, you know, what I'm good at and what I help people with and the business strategy side of stuff and working with one-to-one, one-to-one with people and making a difference to their lives. That's always kind of been dead set. But I think for me, I kind of wasn't ready and clearly wasn't ready for nine years. But I've done a lot of soul searching, a lot of finding myself in that time. And so it's all right. You know, now I'm, now I'm, I'm here, I'm a year in, and I'm really super comfortable with this podcast and what it delivers to you, the listener, and what it delivers to me as a business owner and as this being part of my marketing mix. And for me, you know, for you, hopefully you listen, you like it. I know that my listening figures are reasonable and certainly my the amount of time you listen to each episode is really high. So the majority of people will listen all the way through, which is great because I know sometimes with podcasts, 
I don't know, like with songs, right? You listen to the first bit, think, nah. So I'm really, I'm absolutely chuffed to bits with that. And that means means a lot to me. It means a lot to me in terms of the fact that you stick around and you keep coming back week after week and the numbers keep growing and it's worth listening to. And it also means a lot to me because, well, flipping heck, isn't that just great, right? <laughs> that I'm creating something that you that you like. And for me, as a business owner, my podcast brings me clients, simple as. So people will listen to this podcast. You might even be a client or thinking about being a client too. And listen to this podcast a few times and get a kind of feel for me, know whether you like me or not and like what I say or not, and then get in touch. And it's quite rare now these days for somebody to work with me without saying, yeah, I listen to your podcast as part of kind of the conversation. So absolutely worth doing. And I love it. I do love it. I love sitting here and chatting away to you. It feels very intimate. And that's something that I really, I really kind of relish, treasure, savour. That's the word. So for this episode or to celebrate one year of life in business, I am doing something I've not done before. And I'm doing an Ask Me Anything episode. And I put this out on my social media recently and asked people to send questions. And I was just amazed at the questions that I got back. They were really, really good in-depth questions, which was which was great. And I've picked three out um, to answer because I think the, the answers might be kind of quite meaty, actually. So we'll see. I've got a couple spare if it doesn't take me as long as I think to answer them. But, And yeah, and if this goes well, then I'll do more of these. So you can always send your questions over to me on Instagram at Libby Langley or LinkedIn. Just search for Libby Langley. I'm there. Okay, so first question is, the thing I dread most about starting my business again, this is from someone who's taken a bit of time off from the business, is having to post constantly on social media. My business is providing holistic therapeutic treatments to people who need it. Do I really have to post about it every day, even every week? Um, And then there's a question, a kind of sub-question. I have many more questions around this theme. Reels and videos are way more energy consuming than standard posts. I'm an eco-friendly therapist, so that's not in line with my values. Can I survive without them? Okay. So we've kind of got, um, it's kind of the same question. I don't know too much about the energy consumption of videos, um, I have to admit. It's something that I will endeavour to learn more about. Um, So to kind of just answer that second part of that question straight off, you don't, if you're posting content on social media, they don't need to be videos, they don't need to be reels. I know that Meta, Instagram, Facebook are saying reels are the way, reels are the way, reels are the way. But and obviously TikTok is like all, all video like that. But you don't have to do it. You don't have to do what Meta tells you. It's very rare for me now to share videos on social media. I realize YouTube is a slightly different matter to that. But my posts on social media are static photos. And the reason that I don't do many short form videos anymore is um, I don't want to. I can't be bothered. I did it for two years, probably, really consistently. And I just have, I've kind of looked into myself and thought, what do I want? What really makes me happy? And it wasn't making a reel every day. It wasn't. And also, I think because of the way I think and feel about stuff is 
the, you know, there was the performance element, right? Sorry, that's what I'm trying to say. There was a performance element. And so I felt I was performing all the time, which isn't necessarily like the real me. Um, so I feel something like this podcast, for example, is much more the real me because I'm not performing. I'm just being me. And this is what I, this is what, how, I, how I would talk to my client. This is how I would talk to, talk to you. This is, this is all kind of real, but in a short snippet video, it's very hard to encapsulate that unless it's a snippet of a longer, longer video. So the short answer to that question, that's from Muriel. The short answer from that question is, um, you don't have to do any if you don't want to. Post whatever makes you happy. But the other part of the question is, do I really need to post every day to market my business on social media? And the answer to that is also no. You can absolutely have a business that posts three times a week on social media. You can have a business that never posts on social media. But what I would say about that is social media is an absolutely fantastic way to remain front of mind of people who know you already and to engage with people who don't know you already. So get to connect with new people. There isn't any other way out there that... I'm trying to think that there isn't any way, other way out there that can do the same. There just isn't. So not using it at all is okay. If it's a conscious business choice, then that's fine. But if it's just, I don't want to do it and I don't know why and I'm not doing anything to replace it, then I would suggest kind of thinking about that slightly, slightly differently. But when you've got a visual business then it's a lot easier to create content because you could have a day of where you film little bits of what's happening, right? And I know I'm talking about video here again, but you, you could do it with photos where you film, capture um, all the things that happen in that day. That could be, if it's photos, that could be 500 photos, right? Easily in a day. And so that's enough content for several years. <laughs> because if you say you're going to post three times a day, that's three photos a week, right? In three months, six months, you can start to repeat those photos. You can perhaps put a different kind of tint over them or crop them slightly differently so they look they don't look exactly the same. But it would be a real like die-hard fan who goes through <laughs> 12 months of your content and says, oh, they posted that again. They posted that today. I saw that back in January. So really, it doesn't work like that. None of us have time or energy or inclination for that. And if somebody is doing that, they're probably going to buy from you or they need locking up. So, you know, one or the other. So um, post less often, post better content, post really targeted content, post really human content, content and batch create the, the content, the photos to go with the content. That's what I would say to, to do it. Batching is like the easiest thing to go through this. But no, you don't have to do reels and videos if you don't want to. So there you go. Thank you, Muriel. Super question. And another question I have had was from Alicia, who said, I would be interested in hearing alternative approaches to how to prior prioritise getting shit done effectively that aren't blocking, time blocking, aren't time blocking, because that one just doesn't seem to work for me. I can only do things when I'm in flow and I can't force it because it's been blocked off, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. So, 
Time blocking is a brilliant way of to get things done. It's something that I use. I put in, like, for example, today, there was a note in my diary this afternoon to record the Ask Me Anything one-year podcast episode. And that way I know I've got to do it. And it doesn't matter if I've got lots of other things going on. You know, I've got 100 emails that have come through that I need to respond to for a couple of projects that I'm working on and all these other things. But it's like, no, that was in my diary, therefore that gets done. So I... I time block, I guess, I guess it's time blocking. But for me, I just put specific things in and they are, they are income generating things. They're always income generating things. If I've got like emails to reply to, well, I'll just reply to the emails whenever, you know, whatever. But if I've got, um, I did, so I did a social media audit for someone earlier on today and I've blocked out time on the previous two days because I needed to do the, needed to do the research and the do the work for it. And then obviously our call today was blocked out, which is different. But actually putting the task in my calendar, I find an incredibly useful way to get the income generating stuff done. But I don't block out just time for random stuff because no, that wouldn't work for me, Alicia, either, Alicia. It's that would be sort of kidding myself that I don't know, kidding myself that it's an actual thing. <laughs> so stuff slips, stuff, stuff, stuff does sometimes slip. But the point about being in flow, I mean, then this is a really, oh, a really typical thing of anybody who's got ADHD, um, is that we can not get things done. And then when we're in the zone, oh my God, we can get everything done. And that kind of hyper-focus. And do you know what? Sometimes it's okay to, to work like that as long as you get the big important things done. And I find that almost saving things up so I, I have to do them makes a difference. So I've got some stuff I need to need to work through on my website I need to change some imagery to do with my blogs, get some blogs up and, and change some imagery and, and stuff on my blogs. And I've been talking to my web uh, person about doing this for mm, what they've done their end of the, the work that needs doing. And I haven't done mine. It's probably three weeks now because meetings keep coming up uh, in my diary. I've had a really busy few weeks and I haven't time blocked it and I haven't prioritised it. And I sort of it's a bit boring what I need to do. So <laughs> I, I kind of haven't done, haven't done it. It won't take me very long, but I just need to get around to it. So in that scenario, I know that it's going to have to go in my calendar. It's absolutely just going to have, have to go in my calendar as a job that needs doing. And I need to set myself a deadline. And the reason I need to set a deadline, you know, you might be thinking, oh, I can't fool myself with a, with a deadline. But the reason I need to set myself a deadline for it is because otherwise it just won't get done. And I really want all this stuff done that we are, we're beginning of December, right? At this, when this is coming, this, this episode's out. And so there's a couple of weeks before Christmas of work time. And I want all this stuff done by Christmas. So having that deadline makes such a huge difference. And if you find it hard to motivate yourself to get started on stuff, it's the getting started that's the problem, right? Once you're doing it, then you, you, you're fine generally speaking, because then you, you know, you're just in the zone and that's it. But the getting started, ways you can get yourself started is just to get started. Oh my God, don't ever say that to anybody with ADHD because it does not work like that. However, if you try and make it into a bit of a game, 
and you set a timer for five minutes, right? I am going to do this today for five minutes. Then you know it's only five minutes. And what you will probably find is that doing it for five minutes, it's all right. Turns out it's all right. Your head's in the space. You can silence your timer and crack on for another hour. And that works too. It almost, I find that it almost kind of tricks my brain into thinking in a slightly different, a different way. And it doesn't always work. And some days you just ain't going to get some, you ain't going to get anything done on some days. And that's okay too, right? If those, being kind to yourself like that, if the day is difficult, write the day off, right? You can't do this every day, but you can do it sometimes. And you think about if you were in a job, if you had a job and you were feeling poorly or crappy or blah, 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 you'd probably just sit at your desk and like maybe answer three emails and look busy, yeah? In your own business, you can walk away. You can walk away for the afternoon and go and watch a film or go for a walk or whatever it is that's going to help you. Go have a nap. And then the being kind to yourself balance perhaps will be the thing that, right, now I'm going to do that. Yeah. But setting a time is a great idea. Just right. I'm just doing it for five minutes. Putting it in as, as if it's a meeting in your calendar is another good thing, which is different, different to time blocking, I think. And even with squeezing it in between meetings, that's a really good thing. Because if you've only got half an hour to do something, oh my goodness me, you're going to do it in half an hour. So, so there's a few tips, tips there. And oh, I don't know, don't force it. Just don't, just don't, for, just don't force it. Yeah, it will, it will happen. Trust in yourself. And also, you know, is it really that important anyway? If it's not income generating, meh, maybe someone else can do it. So those, there's a few ideas there for you, Alicia, and hopefully, hopefully that's been helpful because it is, it is a struggle. It is a struggle. And I, so many of my clients, of people that I work with, they are looking for similar solutions to that because what we read and what we're told to do just doesn't bloody work for our brains, right? So many of my clients suspect they have ADHD or have ADHD or autism diagnosed, you know, I'm diagnosed autism, autistic ADHD. And so there are kind of, there's a lot of extra things to consider and the logic doesn't always follow through, right? Which is very, very frustrating. But there are, there are tricks and the more gamified you make things the more fun and like a game you make things like setting a timer for five minutes now I've only got to do it for five minutes oh it turns out it's not as bad are great yeah they're really great tactics so I hope that you implement some of those and let me know how you get on now if you have been finding this useful so far and would like to take it further with me then I've put a link in the show notes for you to book a quick clarity boost session with me it's 30 minutes absolutely laser focused super fast coaching to get you out of the muddle that you're in and on on the track for where you want to go it's 50 pounds um and you can click the link in the show notes to book so i have um availability for that most weeks there's at least there's one slot i would say you know so um yeah have a look and see what you can find for that but if you find this useful then that's a really good way to take it forward and to start start on your coaching relationship right to get some help so okay next question this is from carla and how do how do i know if a decision is right wow this is a good question i like this one very much really it's it's around kind of um 
oh, is this the best way to grow my business, isn't it? But how do I know if a decision is right? Okay, you don't <laughs> until you make it and see what happens. But also, or and also, base your decisions on being a business owner. And this is something that I say quite often to clients when they're asking me, you know, what do you think, what do you think I should do? I've, I'm thinking this and I'm thinking that. And I say back to them, what decision would a business owner make? What decision would a CEO make? And you can see, you know, you can see them stop. Uh, oh yeah. Well, they would say this. And I'm like, right, well, you're the business owner, you're the CEO, therefore that's your decision. And almost extracting yourself from the decision helps you make the decision because when we when we are in the business you know we are the business we're doing many things in the business even if we outsource stuff right we're doing many many things in our business and it can be quite hard sometimes to kind of uh take ourselves out from that and to be totally objective and total business focused, business owner focused in the decisions that we make. And a lot of our decisions are, are led by our heart, not necessarily our head, because it's our business and it matters to us and, and we want everything to be right and to and to feel good. So think about what a business owner, what a CEO would, what decision they would make. And then also think about whether the decision you're trying to make, why the thing you're thinking of, what difference does it make, okay? And what difference it makes is a measure of whether it's going to get you to your goal or not, yeah? So Ben Hunt Davis wrote a book called Will It Make the Boat Go Faster? And he was in the Olympic rowing team, the I forget what year, but the year that they won 100 million medals and um, did really well. And he wrote this book and it's basically the um, incremental gains philosophy. So you, in order to get where you want to go, or in order to reach your goal, you need to take a, uh, a thousand small steps, right? You're not going to set a goal. You're not going to set a goal to have a million pound empire today and achieve it tomorrow. It's, it's incremental. It's incremental steps, incremental gains. And so that means that every single decision that you make in your business, every single action that you take in your business is one of those steps, right? And you can then analyze each of them before or after, but preferably before, to say, will this make the boat go faster? Will this get me towards my goal? And that is a really, really simple measure. Is what I'm doing sitting here? So is me sitting here recording this podcast going to get me towards my goal? The answer is yes, because of everything I said to start with. I have a wonderful, loyal fan base. It brings new people into my world and ultimately, it gets it gets me clients. You know, people will book the um, thirty minute clarity boost session with me for, directly from this, and clients will then go on to work with me one to one on a longer term basis because of this podcast, right? So, is it worth me doing this? Yes, it is. Is it worth me sitting some uh, sitting for an hour on Canva making some pretty graphics? No, it's not. It's not. That's the kind of stuff that you can outsource to someone else or just not do, you know? <laughs> just not do. You can use other use old photos you've got or, you know, oh, I don't know. You don't need to kind of... It's not a good investment of your time, right? So how do you know if a decision is right? Those are questions to ask yourself. And also to look at where you are starting from. So to look at your numbers, to look at 
what's profitable in your business and what isn't. And that will help you make just like growth-based decisions. So if you are, if you are a franchise, um, franchisee, or a, or a franchisor, and is it worth me buying another franchise, or do how many franchise franchises do I want to sell? Right, depending on which one you are, you can't make any of those decisions until you know how much profit you're making and what your numbers are. So looking back at that what your costs are, what your expenditure is, what's profitable is the first thing before you can answer the big questions there, right? Yeah. So never, ever neglect the basics in your business. And when you're making a decision, ask yourself how aligned to your vision and goal it is. So there. And I hope that, Carla, that's given you tons of insight into that one, though. This has been fun. I've enjoyed doing this. It's kind of like, it feels like, um, you know, a specialist subject on Mastermind. And I like that. It's like quick thinking because I've got the questions here, but I haven't planned any answers to them because I've done it as if it's as if it's live someone asking me, which is which has been really great fun. So I hope you've had some really super insight from this. And I'm going to do another one. I'm going to do another one of these. So if you have any questions, any burning issues, and you can see some of them have been quite in quite in-depth questions, actually, then send them over to me on LinkedIn. Find me at Libby Langley. God, um, the link's in the show notes to my LinkedIn as well. And Instagram, I'm at Libby Langley. And yeah, message them over to me and I will do another another of these in, I don't know, a while, right? I'll do, I won't do one next week, but I'll do one of these in a while. And don't forget, if you want my help in person with any of these issues or any other issues, then there's a link in the show notes for you to book a quick Clarity Boost session, 30 minutes, 50 pounds, to get you answers and to get you on your way with things. Fantastic. Oh my goodness. I feel like you're all better business owners now as a result of this conversation. So thank you absolutely from the bottom of my heart for being with me for the last year. It's been a pleasure. It's not, it's just so much fun for me. I enjoy it so much. And I know, I know what it means to you as well, because I know the messages I get from you. And I don't share them all because some of them are really personal and really private um, from you, the things that you say to me. But I, but know that I appreciate every single one of them. And I hope that, yeah, we continue to grow together and you're here and for another year and our businesses continue to go on the up and up. Thank you very much. And I'm going to see you next week for the start of my second year of podcasting. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Thanks ever so much. I'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Life in Business. Please make sure that you subscribe or follow so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you enjoyed today's show, please leave a review as it helps others to find the podcast and spread the word that there's an easier way to do business. If you want to chat with me about today's episode or suggest a topic for the future, I would love to hear from you. You can find me on Instagram at Libby Langley. See you next week.